What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Thursday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Welcome to Deckheads, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to Deckheads with your hosts, Nick and Anna. Broadcasting from the bottom of the boat, below, below deck. Ooh, I'm horny. All yacht talk all the time. I'm having a party. We're shoveling coal to keep this show afloat. I love cocaine. We're off the map in international waters. I need some drama, me. Hide that cocaine. Never. In my nose. Just so you know, I'm in an open relationship. Below deck. Woo! Below me. What? Deckhead. Hi. Hi. Hi, Nick. What are you watching on your phone that's making Me? noise? Yeah. Oh, just the U.S. Open. It started. Ugh, stop watching the U.S. Open. We're recording a podcast. No, I watch the U.S. Open now. Okay, well, I don't so, care. Turn it off. What the fuck? You're I a can't bad, watch the U.S. Open boy. while we record? No. All right, fine. I will mute it. Okay, guys. Now, if you have any questions about the U.S. Open, specifically American men's, uh, let me know. Um, there's 20 American men in the tournament currently. I don't see, I don't think any of them I've lost yet. Jack Sock is currently in a fifth set tie break. Uh, he's up two points to one, and he is serving. So he's up a little break there. Uh, it's looking good. Anyway, Anna, what are, what are you obsessing about? Currently, I'm like really into all these like Adele reggae remixes that people have been putting out. Mm, sure, yeah. Pretty fun. Enjoy them. They're hits, dude. Uh, yeah, I haven't heard any. Can you sing me one? Uh, no, I can't sing you one. But if you go to my Twitter, I've retweeted a bunch that people have posted. Um, oh, I don't go there. And so, yeah, you can check them out. They're just, well, they work. Like, Adele lyrics work as reggae. I don't know. There's something about it. It just works. And I enjoy it. 
Um, well, that's great. Hopefully, you'll keep it to yourself and not like the meme viral sensation thing where you put people's names on random things that don't connect to anything and somehow that's fun. It's pretty fun. Yeah, it's like it your is, favorite thing and you've sent me over 100. It is what say you Nick are. Yeah, cuz I'm being your friend and, and if what you're do I do Nick, when you when you send me stuff? Uh you ignore everything I say, but that doesn't stop me. <laughs> if you ignored it, if I let you ignoring everything I say to you like discourage me, then we wouldn't have yeah. a podcast. Right. That's a good point. Like I just don't and get discouraged by you ignoring me and it'll never, it, you can ignore me for the rest of your life. It won't stop. Wow. That is, uh, you know how, you know, you, ha- you have a partner, right? Okay. And then there's some things that you don't like that they say or do, you know what I'm saying? It's universal. This is a universal thought. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then when they do or say that something, you try to non-verbally convey to them that it's not something you enjoy mm-hmm. when this happens. Yeah, sure. But you don't want to be, you don't want to have to come out and say it. Uh-huh. And then, uh, anyway, that's um, that's uh, that's what I do to Lyra, and um, it never works. Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, no one knows what you're talking about. So let's get into the episode. <laughs> like I, I don't Should even Should I talk to, like, more about tennis? Am I not being relatable? I just don't even know how to understand. Sure. Like what like what point are you trying to make? That you're a bad communicator? No, but here's what appears the here's the point I want to make. Mm-hmm. Why are there so many things on your head? What do you mean? I have... You have an unprecedented number of things on your head. First off, you got glasses. Yeah. That's a normal sight. Okay. Headphones, expecting it. Yeah. However, today you got uh, your hair up in a little bun. Mm-hmm. So you have what looks to be a bandana wrapped around your little bun. No, it's a scrunchie. But also, you have... Ha- yes, it's on. a scrunchie. I know it's doing what a scrunchie does, no, but it does not look like a scrunchie. It's just a big scrunchie. It's like one of those big scrunchies. So you also have a bandana uh, wrapped around the front. Of your hair, uh, like a... Yes. I don't know, like a what? Like a, oh, like a Susie the Riveter? Rosie the Riveter? Susie, Susie the Civiter? Susie the Riveter. Yeah. Ruby uh, the Voter? Uh, yeah, it's because my bangs were out of control, so I was just pulling... Look, the thing is, it gets very hot in L.A., and I live in the Valley, sure. so it gets very hot in the Valley. Right. So, as of now, currently... Not technically the Valley, but sure. I yeah, can't like. pull all my hair up into a bun. I have, like, little, like, hairs on the back of my neck. And that annoys me because it gets so hot that the hairs stick to the back of my neck. So, the bandana is an extra layer of holding my little hairs in the back up. So, it's not too hot on my neck. Wow. So now we've each said something insanely boring. Yeah. Well, you got into this. I, I was not going to describe every aspect of my head. Look, I couldn't be the one, the only one out there all alone ruining this podcast by myself. Yeah. Okay. That's I wrote lovely. you in. We're a team. Uh, are we? Or are you a one-man wrecking machine? Uh, <laughs> Let's get started. I've got some things to say. I bet you do, little lady. So we are talking Below Deck Sailing, Season 1, Episode 7. Yeah. 
I would say this episode mm, did nothing for me in a way. Huh. You know, I would agree with you until the end when we got some really satisfying happenings in our least favorite relationship. Sure, but even oh that, my God. Can I, I wasn't also tell you my favorite part of the the episode just right up top. Sure. It is when Adrian Gang 2, Jenna, Jenna, said to Sierra uh-huh. About how how she should act with her significant other on a boat. Uh-huh. Because Jenna has had an SO on a boat for two episodes. Uh-huh. And Sierra has had an SO on a boat for literally longer than she has been an adult. Right. And it's just really funny. She was like trying to tell her about etiquette. You know, it's like you don't have to like pretend you guys aren't together. You can have lots of PDA like me and Adam. You and Adam. Yeah. What are you talking about? She also you said. You guys haven't even kissed below the neck. She also said. That's true. She also said that they act like brother and sister, which I was like, mm, keep your goddamn mouth shut, Jenna. That was not necessary to say to someone. Yeah. Why would you say that to someone? You guys are more like brother and sister to me. It's like cool incest porn. Get out of here. God. Um, just, yeah. She just sucks. I don't respect her. Yeah. I mean, you and I have different stances on incest porn, obviously, but okay. the same stance on this. She sucks. And yeah. she shouldn't have said that to Ciara. I think she likes to ruin other people's lives if hers aren't going well. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Well, I'll talk about it because I am really having a hard time with this season. Because I find Adam and Jenna's behavior so disgusting. Um, I find them to be devil. The devil. Combined, the they're the devil. devil. Together. Yes, because they're not when their nice powers people. Combined. They're not nice people. Their whole thing is, I can't give you compliments, and then I'm going to turn around. Like, I'm so busy, I can't even be like, great job, which takes maybe a second to say, because I'm so busy talking shit about you in wow. the galley with my, like, other evil person. Sure. And that's, like, that's not an excuse. You guys are just bad people that think it's funny to be assholes. You think it's but cool it's and fun in a professional work environment to be assholes because you're like so strict. And it's like, you're not strict, actually, because if you were so strict and professional and how you worked, you would not be turning around and talking shit because that's actually not very professional. And that's not very strict because you're actually not strict with yourself. You're just strict <laughs> if everyone if anyone points out anything that you're doing wrong or rude or shitty, then all of a sudden you're like some Navy SEAL. You're not. You're not a Navy SEAL. You're actually just a shitty person who refuses to take any accountability for your actions. Sorry if you're chief stew or chef. Regardless, there's no reason to treat people like shit and then laugh about it behind their back. It's like, you're not good people. You're not adults. You're actually what appears to be stunted adults who think that they're so mature, but in reality mm, are just shitty evil people who need to figure out their own shit. Sorry. Sorry to say it, but that's my struggle with this season. I don't respect, like, the blatant bullshit. Like, at least Hannah didn't pretend. Like, Hannah was like, I'm 
I am who I am. Kate, I am who I am, but at least I compliment my stews to their yeah, face. They're for both the most like, part. look, boats broke me. Okay. This is here. This is me now. But there's a way that Jenna goes about it. I don't know. She's the fakest person I've ever seen in my life. And then also, like, isn't that good at her job? Like, and and again, if she was so professional and so strict, she wouldn't be just spending all her time flirting with Adam in the galley. So mm-hmm. nice try, Jenna. You've already admitted that all your past relationships have been toxic. You're not exactly proving that this one will be different. <sighs> You know what? Let's just end the episode. <laughs> okay. I've said I've all I've wanted to say. And that's how every episode moving forward is just going to be being like, Jenna, Adam, get over yourselves. Um, guys, I have incredible news. Uh, Jack Sock won the match. He will be getting into the second round of this year's U.S. Open. So a little round Jesus of applause. Jesus Christ. Jack Sock sounds like a fake name. All right, guys. So season one, episode seven, <laughs> Below Deck Sailing. We continue with the guests partying on the boat with the DJ and their female guests. And Parker is cleaning up puke. Um, and the guys, the guests won't stop taking shots. And Parker says he doesn't care if they're rowdy because they paid good money to be there to live it up with their bros. But Madison is clearly miserable. Then all of a sudden, some weird alarm starts going off. I don't know what it's for, but Madison has to get Byron to turn it off. And Byron's like, what the fuck is happening right now? I'm going back to bed. thought that was funny. Byron's such a funny character. (laughs) Yeah, he got up and he was like, what the fuck is happening? These guys are rolling. The thing I should do is leave. Yeah. I have kids. Look, I don't need to be bench pressed by goons. Yeah, it's nobody does actually. No, 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 no. If you no. find yourself being bench pressed by a goon, ask yourself how you got there. Oh, Lord. Oh, God. I hated that moment where she's like, please put me down. Please put me down. And he's oh like, don't God. tell anyone. No, he needed to be arrested. You know, but then, you know, there's that whole other thing. Boy, oh, boy. What a complicated society we live in. Yeah. You know? So, um, one girl asked for a bag to vomit in, and Parker says that he used to he worked in a Russian martini cigar bar for one night, and he had to move fast paced to help the guests because every wrong move he made, he would get slapped on the hand. And this reminds him of that night. So he goes and he gets the vomit guest a bucket to vomit in, and the guests want food, and Madison is trying to come up with stuff to feed them, but they're not into the snacks that she keeps offering. She's like, "I have carrots and hummus." They're like, "No, grilled cheese." And uh, Glenn gets up to check on stuff. I believe Madison gets him up. And he says that he wants the guests to have fun on board while they're there. But there is a line and they can't be breaking stuff or mistreating the crew. And he says, you can call him Captain Buzzkill. I'm not gonna because that's what he wants. That's what, yeah. Call him Captain Buzzkill. No way. I'm going ca- to call him Captain Funtits. Okay. So Glenn checks in with the vomit lady uh, and they and her and her friend who are sitting down said they all want to go back together. And so Glenn goes and talks to the other two ladies who are taking shots with the guests. And basically they corral them. And Parker takes them back to the island to drop them off. And then he takes the DJ back. And so the guests are all left and they're acting a fool. And then, you know, they're really drunk. And then they finally go to bed. And Madison is so happy and then Madison and Parker stay up and clean the entire boat, basically. 
And then it's the next day. This motherfucker be making pancakes. Yes, yes, yes. Well, so uh, Padgett is upset that there's some food on the walls from the night before. And he asks Yara what happened. And she's like, yeah, you know, it's like whatever. They partied all night. And then Padgett tells her, don't make the boat perfect. Because if they're going to treat it like children, then they should have to deal with it as such. Like just a children perfect boat. Boat for kids. Rich kids who got a lot of money. Imagine like a bunch of like two-year-olds being like, I'm a millionaire. Here's my money. Yeah. Imagine it. I imagine it every time I hold a gun. What? Yeah, I don't hold guns, but I imagine that's what I'd think about. Millionaire babies? Yeah. You know how everyone what? always wants to kill Hitler as a baby mm. because everyone loves the fantasy of killing a baby? Mm-hmm. Well, me too, you know. <clears throat> I mean millionaire, I mean a, uh, you know, a bad guy, you know what I mean? Uh, and uh, it's much more likely that we're going to have an evil millionaire than an evil no millionaire. A no millionaire. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. So Padgett and Jenna are discussing how the guests speak down to women, but then speak like regular people to the men and they're like, oh my God, they're like sexist. And I'm like, yeah, they're trash sexist bros. You couldn't tell when they came on and were like monsters. I could. I could as well because I'm a genius. Yeah, look, I think these are like the last group of people that everyone is okay with profiling. You know what I mean? Sure. I guess. I would profile them within seconds and be like, they will not treat us perfectly. Sure. These guys need to go back to where they came from, you know, standing in a door jam of a popular nightclub. Yeah. Definitely like to hell. So uh, Jenna says she feels bad and she tells Madison that she's sorry. I believe I just described hell, but sure. The door jam of a night. Yeah. (laughs) Jenna tells Madison that she's sorry that she had to go through that and to wake her up next time so she can assess everything going on with the guests, especially when they're douchebags. And Georgia says Padgett is very cute and good for Ciara. And the guests sleep in late and everyone's just waiting for them to get up. And Jenna asks the stews to organize the crew mess cabinets. And when they ask a question, she turns into an asshole and then goes to brag to Adam about being an asshole. It's so annoying. They're like, so we put this, 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 and this here. And she's like, yeah, I don't care. It's like, if you don't care, then why would you even ask them to organize? Like, just stop being a bitch about everything. That's the problem. It's like, just say, like, be a pleasant person and be like, yeah, cool. Cool. Like, that's all you had to say. You don't have to be a bitch. Like, I don't care, you dumb cunt. Like, okay, dude, like relax and she immediately runs over to adam and is like lol they tried to ask me a question i was a bitch to him about it yeah they were like trying to do their job and i was like why don't i make that a little harder for you (laughs) yeah and jenna says she feels like she has to explain every little thing to the stews but it's like you're asking questions they're asking questions you're the boss Answer the damn questions and stop being a cunt for men's attention jenna Mm -hmm. C-F-M-A, Jenna. 
God, so dumb. It's really infuriating. Like the behavior like this is so infuriating. Or I have this idea, Jenna, create fucking morale. Good morale within your workers. And guess what? They will work harder because they'll like you versus like feeling like. Maybe you should take some of your own advice. Shut up, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) You dumb bitch. Shut up. (laughs) Here we go again. (laughs) Do I verbally abuse you a lot? You know what? Don't answer that. Let's take a quick break. (laughs) (laughs) Don't think you do much else. All right. We will be right back. Okay. (laughs) Don't listen to anything Nick says. He's drunk again. Oh, Nick. Come on, man. Sober up. I don't even have a LaCroix. Speak the truth. Speak the truth. All right. We'll be right back. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. (sighs) Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Thursday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. I'm late. I'm late. Three very important Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from undercover tourists. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from undercover tourists and authorized seller and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with undercover tourists now and save. UndercoverTourist.com and we're back nick has sobered up and he takes back what he said i she yeah i listened back to the first part of that and i i am sorry i how many times did i say that the c word (laughs) what if i just like like, i'm not even gonna joke about abusing you made a deep fake yeah, I'm in a deep fake pretending to be you, being like, I completely regret every lie I made up about Anna Hosnier. Uh, 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 said you didn't about remember me. your own name. <laughs> well, I was trying to, I'm acting, so I'm pretending to be you. Uh, I don't remember your name. Yes, you're a fool. Very Sorry funny. to continue to abuse you. Very funny. It's called acting, Nick. Maybe you've heard of it. Right, yes, very funny. <laughs> very funny. Have you heard that I'm in a movie that's number one in America? It's called like Raccoon Party or something. Wow, yeah. I mean, this is uncanny. <laughs> this is exactly the stuff I talk about. <laughs> or is it me talking about it in a deep fake? Wow. Uh, <laughs> you know, can you change? You got to manipulate the voice a little bit. Mm, no. <laughs> I'm too lazy to actually do the full work. Yeah, that's you you're really obvious. Yeah, well, that's my middle name, really obvious. So So is Zach in a um a fantasy coffin. football league? No, he's in a coffin. What? <laughs> you joking. killed Zach? No, Zach doesn't watch football. He only watches basketball and soccer. 
Oh. Yeah. Oh, he's so boring. He's what? Boring. Well, why don't you go watch the XFL? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's on anyone's list. Yeah, well. I mean, it did fold again, twice. (laughs) Yeah. But I also heard that after it folded again this year, The Rock put money into it or something. Yeah. I honestly thought The Rock created it, but... Hard to say what's going on. I feel like The Rock created the earth. Yeah, probably. The Rock. God, got it. So one guest finally gets up. I think it's the main guy, Richie, around 1 p.m. And then the rest eventually get up and they immediately want champagne and breakfast. And Madison is annoyed that Jenna called her up from turndowns to make coffee for the guests while she's in the middle of turndowns. And she gets annoyed Cause she's like, shit like this makes things long, take longer. And literally Jenna's like, can you come up to help with drink orders? And she goes up, she's like, yeah, I'm just going to make a coffee. And Madison's like, what the fuck, dude, you can't handle a coffee yourself. And Georgia says she's trying to stay out of it. Cause she has to maintain a relationship with both Jenna and Madison. And that's tough. Jenna wow. offers the guests water sports, but they're like, absolutely not. We're just going to drink and then we're going to go to the beach bar. And one guy's like, isn't this water sports as he like takes a shot? This These guys, I mean, it's so funny. I feel like they're filming their own reality show. I feel like Sally Ann Salsano is like around the corner of every room. Filming the New Jersey Shore. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe they got it. So Parker, who's like vibing with the guys, he's like, yeah. Like, they're like, you coming with us? You joining the Naughty Boys Club? And Parker's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a pledge for the Naughty Boys Club. And the guys love it. And he, he's in an interview and he's saying like, uh, yeah, you got to give these guys what they want. You know, you have to do whatever it takes to be cool. You know, you have to do what a billionaire makes you do. And that's cool. Well, Parker's down a bro down. So yeah, it works. He's a good person to like hang out with them because no one else is down a bro down with them. True. And so Jenna and Adam keep cupcaking in the galley and talking about how much they like each other. And it's gross. You got to stop saying cupcaking. I think that hits my ear like moist hits your ear. No, cupcaking. No, I don't like it. You know, it's probably because I'm a comedian and it has so many comedy K's sounds in it. Huh? Too many comedy K's. What does that mean? Cupcake. It's it's as a comedian, it just it hits my ear wrong. Okay, they're you canoodling. Understand. How about that? Thank you. Ew. Well, Parker and Ciara take the guests to the beach club, and Parker says he's going to stay with them. And Ciara's like, "Just don't drink with them." And Parker's like, "Go fuck yourself, Ciara," because he thinks he's like, "Why would you even think I would? Like, I wouldn't." Okay, go fuck yourself, Ciara. And I'm like, "Yes, yeah, seriously, Ciara, go fuck yourself." And uh, Madison tells Adam to just be cool in the galley and just be like, okay, good job. Don't like talk shit to me. And he's like, well, I can't do that. I don't even understand the conversation. She's like, look, I am doing my best. Everyone is like so on my ass. Like, I just need you guys to be like, hey, good job. Cool. And then leave me alone and I'll do my job. Yeah. When I do something and it's done the way you like it, say, 
oh, you did it great. Yeah. Oh, that's good news because it wasn't done before. And it's possible you, you could have done it wrong, but you did it great. That's an easy thing to want. Yeah, it just goes. And an easy thing to say. Great, thank you. Yeah. Easy peasy. Makes her feel better. Takes two seconds to say at most. And, and Adam's like, I can't do that. I can't do that. It's like, why, Adam? Why? Because you hate the world. You shouldn't be around people, fool. Go back to your van. And then, um, I don't know, he's being so, like, it's just gross. It's like, leave her alone. And then he's like, Jenna's the nicest chief stew. Jenna's a, a mean person. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, Adam, yes, thank you for your useless insight. Why don't you go put onions in something? Oh, God, it's such useless <laughs> insight. He's like, I, I you know, I'm not even just saying that because I want to bone her. And it's like, stop talking, a- Adam. Stop talking. And guess what? It causes problems because Adam is so fucking dumb that Jenna comes in and is like, if you guys have an issue, say it to my face. And it's like, that's so wild, Jenna, because you personally would not say something to someone's face if you had an issue. Like, convenient, Jenna. You're also full of shit. And Madison says, I just feel beat down. And Jenna thinks Madison is talking shit about her to everyone and she's really all she's saying is Jenna refuses to respect me and spends all her time flirting with Adam and ignoring us. And that's just facts, Jenna. So even if she was talking shit about you everywhere, guess what, Jenna? You talk shit about them all the time. So, like, shut the fuck up. See, I just, you know what, Nick? I'm just happy. You have such passion. I just hate people like this. Fess up. Yeah. I'm going to wipe my nose. You should vamp a little. Okay. Well, uh, let me just describe to you what I'm seeing. So she's blowing her nose and uh, uh uh-oh, blew right through it. She's getting a second one. Oh my God. She blew through that one too. There's quite a lot getting on the microphone now. You can... You can tell. That's this is not, not how I blow my nose. It looks like nose. she's maybe never tried to blow her nose before because she's holding the napkin so far away. Okay. Oh, no. Now she's using sandpaper. This, I have to stop this. You are a monster. I just wipe my nose and I'm back. And Nick is a liar. I guess. He's a dirty, dirty liar. All right. All right. Yeah. So Jenna's like, we need to sit down and talk to out. Madison's like, great. So they sit down to talk it out and Madison says she feels like she doesn't get any respect from Jenna and just wants to feel valued. And Jenna's like, well, my focus is the guest and I don't have time to give compliments. And I really wish in this moment, Madison said, but you have so much time to flirt with Adam. Dang. But she didn't. Because she can't because Jenna's a fucking cunt for men's You're attention. You rude. You rude dude. Yeah. Well, Jenna says, Madison's energy is exhausting. She's like a child pulling at your leg. It's like, "Mm, is she? Or is that how you act to Adam? And Madison says, it's not very hard to show gratitude. And she thinks that Jenna has had really shit chief stews in the past who didn't nurture or guide her. I agree with that. She was raised to be a soulless monster. And I hate that whole like, yeah, you need to be like a Navy SEAL to be a chief stew. And it's like, you don't. You're like head of you're head of a housekeeping department. You don't need to be. You're like Downton Abbey. Yeah, like you don't need to be a huge fucking monster to do this job. It's weird. 
So Padgett is going to clean the water line and Parker is at the beach club with the guys and they're all just dancing together. And he says he wasn't going to just be some stone cold bodyguard. He's going to have some good, clean fun with the guests. Like as long as he's like not drinking and like working, he can hang out with them and dance a little like who cares? And I agree. I was like, he looked like they were having fun. They were loving it. And guess what? It's only going to make your tip higher if they're like loving fucking broing down with Parker. Yeah, but that's very against the below deck code. Well, no one was yeah. there to see it, so I don't give a shit. Okay. Like, we didn't have no Bobby snitching on Danny, okay? Okay. It was fun. I thought it was great. He didn't feel tempted to drink, so he was having a good time. I, I, I support it. it. All right. I support it. Yeah. So the guests eventually head back to the boat. Back on the boat, one guest, I believe it's Richie, steps on some glass and starts to bleed. And Paget says it's really their own fault because every time they like pop the bottle by like taking the knife to it, little shards of glass fly everywhere. So what did they expect? And so Parker helps bandage the guests and lets them know about the champagne popping glass problem. And they're like, okay, I won't do it anymore. It's like, sure, bud. Isn't that your whole reason to live is popping champagne bottles? I didn't realize it would be an issue. That is like the I thought you enjoyed cleaning up all the glass and that glass couldn't pierce through human skin. That is the vibe that they're bringing. Sorry. Oh, no, not again. I've gotten kicked off a lot of boats. <clears throat> I just start choking. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, bitch. Hey. What, you know how bitch? it's all about the Benjamins on below deck? Mm, As tip totals appear to be on the rise each season. Season, yeah. No, uh-huh. how dare you? Season. Leading up to Below Deck Season 6, the green crew from Season 5 led in tip totals, earning 168000 for the season. Yeah, we talked about and, that. And then Below Deck Season 6 came close at one sixty two. Yeah. Tip total money now appears to range anywhere from about one forty two to one seventy. However, the, the crew from Season 1 collectively earned... Guess how much? Twelve dollars. Fifty-six six fifty. That's it. Making the crew the lowest tipped in the history of the series. Yeah, and guess who was the captain? Lee. Yeah, old Sticky Fingers Lee. Okay, well, guys, it's that time of the show where Nick accuses Captain Lee, who's not even on this show, of stealing tips. So it's time to chugga, chugga. Drink up, ladies. (sighs) Wow. Okay. So Glenn is trying to figure out what the guests are doing that night. And he says that he needs to set a curfew because he has to be up and driving the boat in the morning and can't be disturbed. And the guests agree to have a chill night. And he's like, wow, that was easy. And it's like, well... They did party till all hours of the night the night before, but I'm sure they could keep going if they wanted to. But Richie, a.k.a. the boss, is like, yeah, so uh, I say no partying tonight. And everyone's like, whatever you say, boss. Didn't it have that vibe? Um, y- yeah, but no, no. Can you stop watching well, the US Open? 
I'm not watching the U.S. You're Open. You're lying Bingo. again. I'm not watching it. I mean, I I would have if the the match I was watching had not concluded when I said it did. Anyway, because I feel like there's more than one trust fund here. I don't feel like anyone's like beholden to someone else. I feel like they're all rich. No, Richie is the richest. Yeah, because they talked about that other guy's Austin's trust fund, but Austin doesn't fund. really have a say in a lot of things. Richie yeah. does. Because well, Richie's I don't know. the They're mob a fun boss. crew, and I can't wait to find out more. Right. So anyway, yeah, the guests agree to have a chill night. So they're getting ready for dinner. Apparently, before dinner, they're going to have a caviar tasting. Now that turns into something very different. How so? The caviar tasting. Well, A, I thought it was going to be like a buffet of caviar. And then it was like three small crackers on everyone's plate with a tiny amount of caviar on it. Hmm. Can I tell you what I got yesterday? Sure. I went out to the Broad Street Oyster Company. Okay. This is in Malibu. And Lyra and I went and we split uh, lobster roll with caviar on it. And uh, a shrimp po' boy, and some clam strips, and some coleslaw, and some corn, and some chips. And uh, it was really great. But the amount of caviar was hilarious. You know, we just wanted to try it. Uh You know, because like a lobster roll was $22, and the caviar was $15 on top. And there was about two bites with caviar in it. And uh, I don't regret doing it. I I really wanted to, but I would never order that again. It was fucking insane. You get all hyped up. How much was the caviar? It was 15 extra dollars. Okay. You didn't like it? No, I loved it. I'm just saying there was hardly any on it. Oh, yeah. Well, caviar is very expensive. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's pretty expensive. Jesus Christ. I've only... (laughs) I've really only ever... Well, thanks for listening. I've only ever eaten it while at the Caspian Sea with my Iranian family. Interesting. I don't really like go out of my way to eat caviar. It's good. But uh, yeah, I only really ate it in the... Okay. Well, that's all I wanted to know. Thank you. What's next? Caspian Sea, baby. You got to try it. You got to check it out. Uh, A little tough to get through. You got to drive through a lot of mountains in Iran specifically, but you'll get there. Good luck, Nick. Oy. Yeah. Okay. So the guests are getting ready for dinner and they're tasting. And Georgia says she's finally figuring out turndowns and has a good system now. And the guests say Adam is a serial killer in the kitchen. And I personally just think he's a serial killer. Serial killer, period. Mm-hmm. Him and Leon, they should start up like a detective agency, but for serial killers that <clears throat> find nothing but more bodies to kill. Yeah, so Jenna is happy with the positive improvements Georgia has made, but she's been disappointed in Madison and her attitude. So Parker says, Adam, better be sure of what he's doing because flirting between the chief stew and the chef can be very dangerous and it's definitely creating awkwardness in the interior. Don't worry, Parker. Adam has a way of ruining things for himself. Yeah, but I don't even know if he is ruining it. I feel like this is all going to plan. Like he wanted to manipulate this woman and destroy her. Interesting. I like this theory because he is a monster. Because he doesn't seem to be getting anything positive out of it. 
you know? It seems to be all negative all around. Like, they're flirting and everything, but it's working against the happiness of the boat. And then they don't seem to be on the same page about anything. Like, I'm not sure what they're bonding over. Right. Because she wants to fuck, and he just wants to flirt and tell her he wants to fuck her? Yeah, later. Yeah. Like in 18 months. Yeah, and she's crumbling. It's weird, dog. Yeah. Well, anyway, the guests go to bed after dinner, and Madison is so happy. And Jenna keeps complaining about having to go to bed alone because Adam is holding his ground. And Mm -hmm. it's... The next day. Don't tell me. The next day already? Before we start talking about the next day, let's take a quick break. Because we'll be right back to finish out this epi-peppy. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Thursday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. I'm late. I'm late for the important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com and we're back nick are you so happy to see me this is a good episode really of deckheads i think we're really talented we can take this trash that we're given and just absolutely spin some rumpelstiltskin level gold from it rumpelstiltskins I used to love that show, Skins, back in the day. Skins was the shit, dog. Shit, dog. Daniel Kaluuya. It really... Do you remember Daniel huh? Kaluuya came out of there? Oh, for sure. And uh, uh, Nicholas Holt. Yes, and Dev Patel. A lot of and, great And uh, what's her face? Effie from The Maze Runner. Yeah, yeah. What's Effie that? from Skins yeah, was in yeah. the movie. She was great. I forget her name. Yeah, lots of, that's a good one. And the way that they refreshed the cast every two years, it kept it fresh the whole time. That was a great show, man. Yeah. Hmm. Highly recommend. I I, I might do a rewatch of that soon because Lyra loves it too. Same. LOL. Hey, maybe we should do that and uh, and, uh, talk about that for half of the time on this show. No. So uh, (laughs) the next day, the guests are having breakfast. Well, thanks for having fun with Mm -hmm. me. No no (laughs) problem. Guests are having breakfast, and Glenn is taking the boat back to dock. And it's a tight docking. Uh-oh. And, of course, they try and make it very dramatic, but guess what? They nail it, and everything's absolutely okay. Oh, hell yeah. They got it, though. This was—okay, this is a drink, you know. 
this is a drink right here. Chugga chugga. Oh, yeah. Because they pretended that there was a dramatic docking. This was such a dramatic pretend that it was the commercial break. Yeah. And like Sierra had to get in the tender and like go to land. And and then there was like that that boat with the helicopter on it. Like yeah. they were going to be in trouble even more if they hit it or something. Yeah, yeah. God, what, where did this come from? It was nothing. That's what they do. They always try and act like these dockings are about to be hectic, but they're not. They're not hectic. They're not hectic at all. It's only when the crew sucks enough that there's no drama they can use. Exactly. Egg. It hasn't exactly. happened in a while. Because there's no reason. Like, they nail it. It's not like mm-hmm. fucking Glenn doesn't know what he's doing. They've never not nailed it. They not nailed it. They did. They, they nailed it not once. Yeah, when they hit the, the deck. The pylons. The pylon. Oh, well, actually twice then, because they fucked up a pylon. And then remember recently there was damage done to the front of the boat? Yeah, but that was not during docking. That was because there was no buffer between the boat and the dock. And so it just started rubbing up against it. No, that was this season. Uh, That was this season. I'm saying it just didn't. I'm talking uh, about. It it wasn't because of the. Oh, what? I'm talking about the other time where Nico was the, in quotes, lead deckhand. And he, um, they like, remember the boat start, they were undocking and the boat started to head towards because of how the docking was done poor or the whatever undocking was done poorly. The boat started to go into the, I think it was season five, maybe. I don't remember that, but I do remember, uh, the only dramatic thing to ever actually happen, which was when the thunder from down under South Africa, Magic Mike of South Africa, the South African penis <sighs> weenus. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> when he fell into the ocean and when they when yes. got that cord wrapped around his foot. That was true drama. That was one legitimately dramatic thing, but then they talked about that moment ad nauseum and really beat it into death mm-hmm. and then made it like a whole hour of a reunion. And then yeah. they brought that guy out that quote unquote saved his life. And I tell you, I got a good nap during that part. Wow. Anyway, That's... take a drink. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. So, yes, the guests are leaving and they're like, well, we better take champagne with us. We paid for it. So they like leave with champagne and they promise to never come back again. And Georgia says that she has so much cologne around her that she can't breathe because they all hugged her goodbye. Well, they hug everyone goodbye, but they probably are like a fucking menage toi, a threesome. Like him, her, and the cologne? Yeah. She's probably like, I cannot breathe. So anyway, the crew starts working on flipping the boat, and they get called into their tip meeting, and everyone except Adam is wearing a captain's hat, and I thought that was really funny, so I took a photo. Like every, even Glenn is wearing a captain hat, but it like looks so out of place on him. I'll post the photo. It's so silly. Also, where did all those captain hats come from? The guys, the guests, they buy them all captain hats. I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, I didn't really fall in love with this moment as much as you did. I just thought it was so funny. Just little Glenn in a captain's hat. He's like. Ahoy, mateys! I'm a captain! Everyone's like, sure, Glenn! Anyway, 
Glenn's happy with everyone because that charter was a mess. And he says he was happy they didn't hesitate to wake him up when things were popping off the night before. And he says, if you're thinking of waking up, Glenn, you should def wake up, Glenn. And then we learn that the guest left a 20K tip, baby. Pretty good tip. Wow. You sexually assault someone. That's how you get the tip. Yeah, you look the other way. Congratulations, Cap. Yeah, so everyone's really happy, yet they're like amazed that the guests tip so much. And then, like, I guess it makes up for and they all were the like, hell. it was worth it. Madison was like, you can lift me anytime. Yeah. Disgusting. Disgusting. So Adam says Parker hasn't made his bed the whole time they've been rooming together. And Parker comes into the galley in that moment. And Adam says, it's protocol to make your bed. And Parker says, well, he never knew that. And if it's a problem, then tell him to his face. And Adam and Jenna laugh because Parker's annoyed. Like, why would you tell everyone just not speak to me directly? And Adam's like, he's probably going into his unmade bed to cry. And then these two assholes, (laughs) idiot assholes, are just like, (laughs) Jenna and Adam, they deserve nothing. See what what I mean? Like, it matters the least. Jenna is literally like, tell me to my face if you have a problem. And then Adam is here as like, He doesn't even make his bed. It's like, go fuck yourself. You guys are the worst people. Look, wait, hold on. Stay here while I admonish him. It'll be hilarious. Yeah. And then we can kiss lightly on the lips once about it. Yeah. And I just think Jenna and Adam were hired to create the most toxic, hateful work environment. Because that's all they do. That's all they know how to do. Mm Mm-hmm. They don't know how to fuck, I'll tell you that much. No, they don't. So Byron tells Parker to not take it personally. But everyone around him keeps talking about it. And it's pretty annoying, honestly. It's like, who cares? And now Padgett is talking to Parker about it. And he says, Adam hits him with pillows. For, Parker says, Adam hits him with par- for pi- hits him with pillows for snoring and complains about everything. Like when he has to wake up at four in the morning. And Parker doesn't say shit to Adam about it. And Adam is in the galley being like, Parker's a child. And I am not. And it's like, mm, Adam, you're literally the biggest child and the biggest loser. So nice try. Like you're a child because you couldn't even talk to Parker directly about it. You like brought it up in the galley in front of people. Hmm. But everyone keeps being like, it's just common courtesy to make the bed for your like. And like, what is the Like, what is making the bed? It's just like flatten your your fucking comforter. Oh, it's the who gives a shit. Close the door. Yeah. <laughs> it's so dumb. Bed made. Like, leave fucking Parker alone. Just put a sheet over it in the morning. You don't have to make anything. Done. Little life hack. Yeah, and Padgett tells Parker there's a hierarchy that he needs to respect, and Parker isn't getting it. And Parker says he will make his bed, doesn't want to hear a goddamn thing else about it, and then he walks away. I think away. Parker's getting it. Yeah, it sounds like he's getting it. And, and he's no just- one important is mad at Parker. Yeah, but anyway, Parker says, I'll do it. And then I don't want to hear a goddamn thing about it. And then he walks away mid-conversation. And Padgett's like, Parker. Parker. And so Jen and Ciara are going to, get, going to the decorations store because the guests broke so much shit that they have to replace half the glasses on deck. And I guess they're going to buy new decorations for the table settings. I don't know. Mm, I guess. They should wait. Until they get the preference sheets for the next charter before they start going and buying table settings because maybe there is a theme. Well, they already have, like, they know the provisions for the most part. 
because the provisions are all ordered before. Because half the time it's like they have their preference sheet like two minutes before the like charter shows up. Mm-hmm. It's like, let's be real. Like they already know everything that's coming on board. Oh, yeah. I wonder. I wonder what, you know, I wonder about that. I wonder who's ordering the provisions. Someone must be seeing the preference sheets before the provisions. Yeah, Jenna is supposed to be ordering them. She's a chief steel. Yeah. So Parker says he's a sensitive person. And when he's around such negative energy, it affects him. So he asked Paget if he can take Georgia and Madison swimming so they can get away from all the bullshit. And Paget's like, yeah, sure, I'll come with you guys. And so Ciara asked Jenna when they're going to the decoration store, like, why'd you invite me? And Jenna says, I wanted a break from my stews. It's like, you're a bitch. And Ciara says, even though she worked in the interior before this, she thinks it's been beneficial for her and Paget to work together on deck. So their relationship. Why? Can, I don't know. So they can bicker. Learn more about each other. Break up after this. And Madison says she likes Parker and really likes him as a person and thinks he's attractive, but doesn't know where she stands with him. And Jenna says that Ciara and Paget feel more like brother and sister. And Ciara says they have to at work. And then Jenna says that showing affection is normal. But it's like, butt out, Jenna. Who cares? They're professional in front of people. Like, who cares? Mind your own, Jenna. Tell her. Yeah, she doesn't know how. So Georgia says she likes uh, to challenge boundaries and she pours some alcohol into Paget's belly button. So like basically Paget, Georgia, Madison and Parker are all chilling on like a little deck thing near where the boat is parked that they swam to. They tender. The tender to whatever. So they're all just chilling and Paget and... George are hanging out right next to each other. And then Madison and Parker are hanging out a few feet away. And they're just like laying on their towels and their swimsuits. Yeah. And so Georgia says she likes to challenge boundaries. She pours some alcohol into Paget's belly button and says that she's she doesn't have like a mistress-like personality, but she can see why a woman might, might not want her making jokes to their man. And Ciara and Jenna, after going to the decoration store, walk up and see Paget and Georgia next to each other along with Madison and Parker. And of course, Jenna makes it a thing. But Ciara says she isn't jealous because Georgia is free to do whatever she wants. And if Paget wants to fuck around, then she doesn't want him anyway. Uh, so they join them and they're like, hey, how's it going? And they're like, oh, we're just chilling. And then, yeah, everyone eventually heads back to the boat to get ready for their night out. And uh, Jenna tells Adam while they're all getting ready, that she thinks it's really hard to have alone time with a bunch of people on board. And that if they want some alone time, they should go to a hotel one night. And Adam is weird about it because he doesn't want to enter a relationship so quickly. And he tells her he thinks it's a bad idea because they may not have enough time if they do that. Like they won't have time because they have work to do. And Jenna's really bummed. And she's like, I can't figure out if Adam is interested or not. And I'm like, he just doesn't want to kick it. Look, he is interested in wearing your skin one day. You think like most chefs or like there's a higher percentage of serial killers that are chefs than any other profession? Hmm. Because they're always around knives and blood and meat and, and it just becomes so normal. Right. And then they're always like mad at people. And they're always under such pressure and they have to relieve because the pressure keeps building and building and building. And oftentimes they're on drugs and they just go crazy and they just start slashing. Do you think so? Yeah, why not? 
Me too. Mm-hmm. The two of us think that. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's the official stance of the podcast. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, anyway, everyone heads out to dinner. And Jenna is telling Adam to spend the night in the guest cabin with her that night. And he's like, ah, I've never done that. That would be weird. And Parker tells Paget to stop swearing so much at the table because it's so distasteful. And then Jenna gets involved and tells him to mind his own business. And it gets awkward because Parker's like, I can't enjoy my dinner if someone's just like, fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah, it's weird. And then Ciara asks Jenna and Adam if they have a date planned soon. And Adam says he feels awkward. And Jenna says she wants to feel close to Adam. And he says, well, there's a time and a place for that, but it's not here. And, so, and she says she doesn't want to force him into a situation he isn't comfortable with and is over his hot and cold behavior. And he's like, oh, well, then fine. So everyone leaves dinner and the couples go back to the boat. So like Adam and Jenna and Ciara and Paget go back to the boat and the rest of the crew go dancing. And Adam is being a dick to Jenna and being like, well, if you want to go dancing, go dancing. And she's like starting to cry and get upset. And it's awkward and weird. And she like walks away from Adam to cry and Adam tries to figure out what happened and he walks up to her and she says she feels rejected and Adam says it's too much emotion and he doesn't want to deal with it. Adam was like, what are tears? She basically says like, whatever, man, we don't have to do this and you can go back and live in your van and hate everyone. And he's like, wow, okay. And I'm like, well, she's not wrong. And yeah. Here's who lives in a van, by the way. Adam, Rocky, Aisha. This show creates van livers. Well, it's a type of person who... Yeah, van liver. Yeah. So, uh... Have you ever had fried van liver? It's delicious. No. No. Well, thank you for yes-anding. <laughs> I don't know what van liver is. You no-stopped it. Yeah, no. I just didn't I didn't have it in me to do this bit because I was have to ask, what's van liver? And then you would take 45 minutes to describe it. And then I was like, we should end this. No, idiot. I already described what a van liver what is. What is it? Aisha, Rocky, Adam. Oh, they live in their vans. Got it, yes. They're van livers. Got it. I thought and you meant And then I like, said, you know what tastes good? Fried van liver. Got it. Okay, because you're a serial killer. Did you fall asleep? Okay, whatever. Um, The episode ends after Adam blows off Jenna's emotions. Yeah, and now we're we're here. And everything is a mess. And is it time for... Is it time for Bow Facts with Nikki T's? My God, I can't believe it's time. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know what, Ding Dong? You know that um, ex- expression, as the crow flies? Uh, sure. It kind of means like uh, in a beeline. You know, it's the most direct route from one place to another without detours. Because that's how a crow flies. Before modern navigational systems existed, British vessels customarily carried cage, a cage of crows. And then they would let them go. Uh, these birds would fly straight to the nearest land when released at sea. Uh-huh. So that indicated where the nearest land was. Yes. We're in trouble. Um, you Have you heard this? No. Okay. Well, I did a little more digging into this. Okay. This meaning is attested from the early 19th century and appeared in Charles Dickens' novel, Oliver Twist. We cut over the fields at the back with him between us, straight as the crow flies through hedge and ditch. 
Crows do conspicuously fly alone across open country, but neither crows nor bees, as in beeline, fly in a particularly straight line. Crows do not swoop in the air like swallows or starlings and often circle above their nests. One claim that before modern navigational methods were introduced, crows were kept upon ships and released when land was sought has no scientific basis. Uh. In fact, crows would not travel well in cages because they fight if Uh. confined. I see. So anyway, uh, that's where the saying's from, although debunked. As the crow flies, quickest way to get between two points. That's a boat fact. I have a question. Didn't you last week say it was sailing week? Yes, these are sailing facts. Because of how they fly? Well, all boats were sailboats back in the day. Got it. Okay. Well, it's a reach around. Okay. Well, guys. No, it's a, it's a sailing thing. <laughs> okay. Sure, but all right, guys, thanks so much for listening. We can discuss on Twitter whether or not that was a true sailing boat fact. So hashtag yes or no (laughs) at us. Is that stupid? Whatever. Thanks so much for listening. That was Below Deck Sailing Season 1, Episode 7. Only 11 more episodes of this hellhole of a season. I hate Jenna and Adam. Sorry, can't deal with it. You could follow us on Deckheads Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can email us at deckheadspod at gmail.com. Follow me at Anna Hosea. Nick is at Nick's Turners. Check out our merch on TeePublic. Can't say it enough. I think you'd love some of our merch. Also, send us merch ideas if you have them. We'd love to hear what you're thinking. And leave us a five-star review. I mean, what else can I say? Even if you just want to press that little star, do it. Apple iTunes would love it. We would enjoy you. And if you do leave a review, we'll shout you out. Just like if you buy yourself a t-shirt, we'll post your photo. Send us the goddamn photo. We love our listeners. We love you. That's me giving you kisses. All right, guys, we're out of here. Bye. Deckheads is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander. Or we could do something in between, like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So, Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision for the future. Exactly how much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.